the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that He created us in His own image and sacrificed His only begotten sinless Son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to Him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. You know, sometimes you say, this is too bland. I want some flavor in it. Your, 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 your speech ought to have flavor in it. Your speech ought to have so much flavor until your words taste good. <laughs> your words. Ooh, come again, please. Could you say that again? What, what did you just say? Ah, you just don't know how much I needed that. I was so down. I was so down. I was in a restaurant one day. I was out of town. And this was a crowded restaurant. And I looked at this lady, this this, uh, waitress in the restaurant. And I told her, God loves you. And so do I. All of a sudden, tears just ran in that restaurant down, underlapped, went out on her cheek. She said, sir, I don't know who you are, what your name is, but you just don't know how much I needed to hear that word. You're not to only encourage those you know. You are also also to encourage those folk you don't know. Say a good word to people. It won't cost you a dime. It won't start practicing building folk up. You know, be ever so so mindful of this. Season with salt that you may know how you ought to answer each one. God will give you a word for each person in your life if you're praying and living in the spirit according to the word. He will give you a word. He will give. Sometimes people come, Pastor, I got a question. I say, oh, God, tell me something right now. Because I don't know what they're about to ask. And I don't want to mess up and I don't want to misrepresent them. And I don't want to mislead them. And I want to give them a timely word. You see, let let your conversation be seasoned with grace and salt. Hold up now. Grace and so let's say let's say grace, grace. And, salt. and salt. Yeah, that means you don't lay people out every time they get a chance. You, I mean, there, there ought to be some grace in you, and get, your 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 love language ought to give people something that they don't deserve, like God gave you what you didn't deserve. Why are you so hard on people and family and children? Hard. 
I know they deserve to be what I know they deserve to be gotten sometimes. But sometimes you just say, you know what? I should get you real good. But but I'm going to just love you and give you something of what you don't deserve. Speech that has grace. Listen, you say, well, what is what is graceful speech? It, it, it's speech that's loving. It's loving words. Shut up. Don't you say a word. Speech that's thoughtful. Speech that's full of grace is restorative. Restorative. It restores people. It brings about restoration. Speech that is seasoned with salt preserves lives. Lives that are about to fall to pieces. People who are just about wipe out, who are on the edge, who are on the on the on the edge of the cliff. People who are suicidal. They're about to kill themselves and you don't even know it. But because you said that right word at the right time, you saved a life you didn't even know you were saving. Salt preserves and keep look. Salt keeps conversations from declining into corruption. See, conversations today are declining and they're declining and they're degenerating. People have low speech, low down speech. So salt keeps your speech from declining into conversations in private, in in your bedroom, in your kitchen when you're not at church, saying things you shouldn't be saying so comfortably with no sense of conviction or remorse. Salty speech keeps your mouth from being filthy. It keeps your language from declining into defilement and decay. Communicating God's way. Number five. Be quick to hear and slow to speak. Ooh, you can save yourself a ton of trouble. You ever said something you wish you hadn't said? James chapter 1 verse 19 says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. I have something I want to say on this. All of us, including me, you all the way to the front door. All of us must practice listening more and talking less. I declare today we love to hear ourselves talk. Talk, 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 talk. All of us must practice listening more and talking less. Being quick to speak causes us to be impulsive and hasty. And you know what? When you're quick to speak, you move ahead of the Holy Spirit speaking through you. You don't give the Holy Spirit a chance to speak because you're so quick to speak. You can be so intent on trying to get a word in or trying to out talk your spouse or child that you cannot hear the heart of the one who's speaking. 
Also, a spirit of anger will keep you from being a patient listener. You're too angry to listen. A spirit of anger will cause you to be aggressive. Growl at your wife. Holler at your husband. Or just, or sometimes you, you don't scream, you don't holler, you don't growl. You just shut down and tune out everyone and you walk around the house and you won't say a word. You're too mad to even bless your own food. Too mad to pray. Now, when you're too mad to pray, you're too mad. You right for Satan to wipe you out. Oh, children of God, will you today trust God and ask him to help you to be quick to hear and slow to speak? Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently, yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. He knows what to do in every situation. He made us and he knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us to trust him, lean on him, and to acknowledge him. Whether it's a success, a setback, or a failure, no matter what it is, God will order our steps when we depend on him and him alone to uniquely perform his good and perfect work within us. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. Number six, you're wise indeed if you think before you speak. One is to hear, be, is to be quick to hear and slow to speak. This one is you're wise indeed if you think, say think, before you speak. You say some things, you can get a $100,000 education, get on a job making six figures and lose your job in three months because you couldn't control your mouth. Couldn't control your mouth. Talk to you, disrespect your supervisor, those in authority, and you undermine your own potential. Look how quiet it's getting in here now. You undermine. And the same thing go in here, goes in here. Don't undermine the leadership. Don't say everything you think. Everything doesn't have to go your way. You don't have to understand everything. Don't be like the children of Israel and wander in the wilderness for 40 years. Won't you learn some lessons from Israel? Oh, by the way, you haven't been here so long and me neither that we can't be replaced. Every one of us in here, we are replaceable. You think you're not, you die now and see if the church is going to stop. It's not going to stop when I die. I said and teach staff me another day. If this church stopped moving forward when I die, then the church wasn't built right. The church is not built around Draper. It's built around the centrality of the Lord Jesus Christ. This church ought to thrive, go on. Bury me, crash after you shed your tears for a few weeks. Get up, march on, and you better call the right pastor. <laughs> Don't you get political in here. Don't play games in here. We work too hard with the Lord to get where we are. One bad call of a pastor can wipe the church out in six months. Be careful. 
You're not all of that. Don't believe all your press. Don't spiritually smell yourself. Humble yourself so that God can exalt you in due time. Help me, God. Oh, my friends, you must think before you you speak. Psalms 141.3 says, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Put my mouth in jail. A whole lot of y'all mouths need to be in jail. <laughs> it's amazing. You got two lips, an upper level of teeth, bottom level, and that tongue can get out of both upper and lower teeth, both upper and lower lips, and get out and bang up the world. Put my mouth in jail. Lock my tongue up. Oh, Lord, that's prayer. Look, oh, Lord, you say, oh, Lord, you know, you praying. Huh? Oh, 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 Lord. Sometimes when you get in distress and crisis, you don't have you don't have time to be all cute and fancy with your prayer. Sometimes you can't fail. You say, oh, Lord, Lord, even an atheist, when the plane drops, say, oh, my God. I thought you didn't know God. What you mean, oh my God? <laughs> Tell me you can't say, oh my God. And when you stand before the judgment, you're going to really say, oh my God. It says, set a God, oh Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Don't let my lips shame me. Don't let my lips shipwreck my life. Refuse to let my lips destroy my wife. Refuse to let my lips destroy my husband and my children. Father, I've chased my children away because of my lips. Bring them back so I can say I'm sorry. If you speak before you think... You will talk yourself into trouble and make unnecessary statements that could hurt or wound a person deeply, which could take years for them to recover. Once those words are spoken, you cannot get them back. You can regret, you can repent, you can confess, you can do all those things, but it's out there and you just trust God that God would just make it good because you pleaded the blood of Jesus over them. Haven't you said some, haven't someone said something to you that was hurtful and painful? And they may have told you, I'm so sorry I said that. And when you truly forgiven them, even though you uh, have forgiven them, it doesn't mean you've forgotten. Stop playing your God. I, I forgive and I forget. You didn't forget. Stop lying to yourself. You didn't forget. But when you know you're forgiven, even when you think about it, it doesn't bother you anymore. It doesn't eat at you. You don't get ulcers over it when Satan brings it. Because Satan's going to make sure you don't forget, by the way. He'll he'll test you to see if your forgiveness is legitimate. 
But when people say those things and, and they've asked for forgiveness, or even if they didn't for whatever reason, you can trust God, give it to him, let it go, and don't you just hold on to it to your own self-destruction. Okay? Number seven. We must learn to disagree in the unity of the spirit. We must learn to disagree in the unity of the spirit. In other words, it is unrealistic. Say unrealistic. It is unrealistic to expect families or even the church to totally agree on everything. Everybody's not going to agree on everything. We can't wait. You know, if we had to wait on everybody to agree on every single thing, we'd still be back uh, over there in the YMCA building on Iowa and New Brunswick. Because everybody got to agree 100% before we can do anything for God. Ooh, you t- <laughs> Survey and pollings. You got some folk rating churches, five-star church, four-star, rating churches on the internet. I don't care. They can rate us to a minus zero. I don't care. <laughs> You, I read You say well, you don't care what I, I don't care about those random stars, little stars, four star, two star. They can give me minus zero. I'd rather be a minus zero from man's perspective, but a hero from God's perspective. <laughs> See, I I don't need man's approval to do God's work. My authority comes from God. My authority comes from this book. So don't you waste your time. I ain't going to ever ask you what you think about what I preach. I don't care what you think. I don't care about your opinion. You shouldn't care about my opinion. If I'm talking about this book, that's enough. You believe what the book say. The authority is in the word. It's in this word. And if it's not in this word, I'm not bound to do it. I don't need your approval. I don't need you to rate me, take out a survey. You better be surveying yourself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You better be surveying your yourself. In other words, it's unrealistic to expect families or even the church to totally agree on everything. There will be differences in our marriage marriage simply because we are two unique individuals that God has brought together. And we are still learning one another. We're still learning. My wife is still learning me. I'm still learning her. 41 years. Y'all, y'all don't know. Yeah, we know each other pretty good, but we can still learn. Therefore, when an argument arises... When an argument arises, identify or clarify what the issue is. Pray and trust the Lord to give direction in the issue. Some folks fight so much until you ask them, what you fighting about? I don't know, but we fighting. <laughs> They're just habitual fighters. They don't even know what they fighting about. Well, stop. Hey, well, what y'all, what's wrong? I, you know, I can't even remember what's wrong. <laughs> now, let's get back to fighting. <laughs> Be mindful. We must learn how to be patient and wait on the Lord for resolutions, uh, for resolution in arguments and disagreements. Don't tell me you've never had a disagreement, a conflict. Amos 3, chapter, chapter 3, verse 3 says, can two walk together unless they are agreed? If you're going to get agreement, you better be walking in the unity of the spirit, not judging one another but seeking the highest good of the ever. 
how do you settle an argument? How do you settle an argument? You got to get, God help me. How do you settle an argument? Write every one of these points down and apply it. They're bullet points. Listen, first of all, you must be willing to admit that you both are a part of the problem without blaming one another. It's all you, you, the wife say it's you, 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 you. The husband says you, 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 and you did, and you did, and you did, and you did. That's, that's what Adam said way back in the garden. That woman you gave me. Blame has been going back since the garden. You must be willing to admit that you both are part of the problem without blaming one another. Uh, next, each person must be willing to compromise on non-essential and be flexible. If it's not going to tear the house down, if it's not going to destroy the family, if it's a matter of preference, if your husband want to leave this church and go 1604, when you want to take the slow route down 78, when he's driving, going down 78, just be quiet and pray. Amen. You're not driving. Okay. You see what I'm saying? It's a matter of preference. Maybe you want to go 1604. You drive, you want to drive fast, and he drive too slow, or he drive too slow, you drive too fast. Matter of preference, just don't break the law. Each person must be willing to compromise on non-essentials. Next, refuse to revisit old arguments and stick to the current issue. So, you, know why you, you know why you can't get out of your arguments? Then you start piling on. You know what? Three years ago, you did this. Oh, yeah, back in 1980, you did that. Oh, yeah, back in 1965, you did that. I'm tired of you. You, don't pile on. Stop it. Just deal with where you are. Don't go back 5, 10, 20 years and expect healing and restoration. Next, how to settle an argument? Deal with one problem at a time. Don't deal with three of them. Some of, you got a, some of y'all homes are problematic. You you say, Pastor, I got a whole lot of them. I say, I know it. One at a time. Deal with one problem at a time. You will only bog yourself down dealing with too many issues at one time. You say, wait a minute. Let's deal with this on the table. I know those things are there, but let's let those stay right there until we get this one resolved. Then we'll go to the next one. We're not going to try to tackle five of these big ones. We'll exasperate ourselves. Listen, do not be strong-willed or opinion. Do not be so strong-willed or so opinionated that you do not leave room for the opposing viewpoint. When you get through talking, now I'm through. And you go shut the door and walk in. You go on to sleep and burp somewhere. You done. Because you just said what you think. You could care less what the other person said. You, you done. You, you've done your talking. You, you could care less. Do not be so strong-willed, so opinionated that you do not leave room for the opposing viewpoint. Next, there will be no resolution of arguments when you are so self-centered that you fail to consider the interests of your own family members. There will be no resolution of problems, no resolution of arguments when you are so self-centered that you fail to consider the interests of your family members. Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 through 5 says, do not Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Value your wife above yourselves. 
your, your husband above yourself, your children above yourself, in-laws above yourself. Verse four, not looking to your own interest. It's not about you, but each of you to the interest of others in your family and in your relationships with one another. Have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Selfishness destroyed a marriage. And I tell you what, some of you will tap your house until you get your own way. You're the last person standing. Everybody's gone. Because you won. You won. Oh, yeah, you won. Oh, yeah, with your selfish self. You won, but you lost your family. You no longer earned the right to communicate. You've lost the right to be heard. That child even spoke out. Did you hear that? Did y'all hear that child? Somebody got a child that's witnessing back there. Y'all better make some adjustments. (laughs) Next, admit when you are wrong and ask forgiveness. That's so hard. For you to admit when you're wrong and ask forgiveness. Colossians chapter 3 verse 13 says, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Now, if you want to be forgiven by God, you must be willing to forgive those who have hurt you, not done it right, not lived up to your expectations. You got to be willing to forgive them. Get them out of your court. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.